What's up, fellas? Welcome to uh, the pod, Round Robin Part 2. And I want to give two shout-outs before getting to the pod. The first one is JB, that Constitution's awesome, buddy. want to give you a direct shout-out to start. But the other thing that I am very pleased about in this episode is, and this is something that's been so cool about the pod, I think it was like Sunday or Monday, Chuck and Kyle basically are side texting me and they're like, hey man, we're going to do a thing on the pod. I'm like, cool. And then Chuck, you know, texts me a lot about it. And he's like, dude, you have to promise me you will not listen to this thing first. I'm like, okay, cool, man. Um, I definitely will not. And I think that it's really cool. Uh, all the content that you guys send, and I fucking love when people just do that. So, thanks, fellas. Without further ado. Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, Pod Tom. Fellas, 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 it's your boy, Cabo. My positivity for the day, the week, I'm in Chicago right now, staring out at a beautiful skyline from an Airbnb we got with our wonderful, wonderful producer, Tilden Park, formerly known as Apollo, and his wonderful, wonderful wife-to-be, Katie, and my wonderful wife, Betsy. Just chilling in Chicago together, man. Kind of having a bachelor, bachelorette type of weekend. Just having a good time. Let's get to the rankings. At number nine, Christian got to watch The Bachelor with his lady. And um, he got to witness a butter milk bath. They slathered each other up in butter, like Christian would love to do with Kelly Oubre. And uh, had a milk bath. Incredible. Number eight, Dewey joined Clubhouse, and then he says this old man can learn new tricks. Good shit, boy. Number seven, Tom got to see the Grandville Castle Apartments. I'm so curious about that, Tom. I I hope you give just a short little pause segment about that. I would love to hear what the inside is like. Uh, Number six, Kyle, he's on that game stomp train, baby. We out here doing it. Number five is JB is very excited to spring forward for another hour of sunlight. Let's get into springtime, man. We're done with winter. Let's move on. Love that, JB. Number four, Andy. Andy got to go to his nephew's basketball game because now they're starting to allow two visitors or two fans per player. That's really exciting, man. That's a that's a really fun thing to do and a way to connect with your nephew. Awesome, dude. Number three, we got Stacks. Kate gets the first round of her vaccine this Thursday, and he was able to have a blast snowboarding this weekend. Got to see JB. Shout out to Andy for letting him borrow some of his gear. It's a good time for everybody. Love that, man. Hell yeah. Number two, on any other week, it's just unlucky, Sean, that you get number two. Um, Because number one was absolutely unbeatable. Even though this usually would be unbeatable, Sean has gone two years, no booze, no weed, 
been sober, sipping on them LaCroix. Very happy for you, Sean. That's an incredible accomplishment, man. I know it's something that you've had a goal of, and that's really, really cool. I'm very happy for you. Number one, I just got to send it over to Chuck for this one, man. Incredible news. Congrats, brother. What's up, everybody? It's, uh, it's not Tony Basketball. It's not Radio Guy. It's just Chuck now uh, for a moment of, um, of um, reflection and of good vibes. So um, I asked Kyle if he wouldn't mind handing it over to me at the end of his segment because I have a good vibe. It's a really good vibe. And I hope it makes up for not having shared... Any vibes for the last couple weeks and also makes up for not having contributed to the pod for the last couple weeks I had asked Kyle to share my good vibe originally and then I thought Starting some coffee. No, that's not fair Don't make Kyle do this. You got to do this so Your boy Chuck is about to have a little boy. That's right. I've officially done it. And I'm going to have another kid. And he's going to be here in August. And I'm going to name him Sean Blanc. That's right, baby. Let's go. Or should I go with Lamello? I don't know. All right, well, that's my good vibe. I told Kyle he had to promise me that I would get first place this week. I don't know what else one could possibly do um, to uh, to get points in this system. Um, but uh, that's my news, and I had to break it to you this way and this way only. Uh, and, yeah, so... Um, I'm going to need this whole NFT thing to work out. I'm going to need to uh, win again because diapers are expensive. So if you guys should just clear the way, Doug, just sit your guys uh, for the rest of our, our week so I can just have a clear path to the playoffs. It'd be great. Okay. Well, that's it. Good vibe. Okay. Um, I will be have heard that at about 12.07 p.m. Eastern. So I'm just going to trust that it worked. Looks like everything went through. And uh, I'm going to guess it was cool. So, yeah! Anyway, here we go to the round robin. I tried for round robin part two. I asked for everyone to please uh, answer three questions. Um, two weeks ago, we had a bunch of, uh, you know, our yearly menstrual cycle and a bunch of people were, were saying stuff and I'm like, fuck it, let's just air these grievances on the pod. And also we had John Wall talk about this shit being ass and I thought it was time to bring back that segment. So the three questions, one, this shit is ass or the shit ain't ass. So rant or praise or something that is or is an ass. <laughs> Great question, BS. Then there was air grievance, and three, there was send a compliment. So two of the brewers were unable to participate, and that was New John, who said, hey, sorry, Tom, got nothing for you this week. 
that's cool. And then Dewey said, I don't have anything um, for one or two, but you're my compliment. Oh, thanks, bud. Love you, Dewey. First, we have uh, Shoots, good old Dick Chin, who's coming in hot. What up, shitheads? It's your boy, uh, KDI. Maggie and I, uh, she just actually was crying a little bit. We had a tough moment. Um, I was trying to think for Tom. He's been, sorry, I'm navigating a daughter and a phone right now. Um, he's been hounding me for just, uh, for me to just do something like really, oh yeah, you tell him. For me to do some just real negative shit for the pod, make fun of somebody. And now he wants us to, you know, have this theme of this shit is ass. You tell him, Mags. Um, I was trying to figure out what's ass. What's What shit is ass today? And uh, sure enough, Pitchfork delivered us a fun review for... Uh, the new, uh, what is it, Tom? Fountains of Wayne. Um, Kings of Leon, whatever, album. Um, but I like to be fair. I'm a fair guy. I like to call a spade a spade, but I don't want to be unfair. So I thought, you know what? Let's turn this bad boy on. And uh, after a couple songs, I said, you know what? This shit is ass. And I thought, maybe I could just give a quick review of the new uh, Kings of Leon album. Um, so just a little background on Kings of Leon. I don't really like Kings of Leon, and I also don't like Cold War Kids that much, but I will say that I've been on the record for years as saying that Cold War Kids kind of just picked up where Kings of Leon were after the first album, and they just cared more about music and were better, so they kind of took the torch, ran with it, and made Kings of Leon irrelevant. Besides, you know, four, three or four karaoke songs that you'd hear at, like, a cowboy bar in rural Wyoming. Um, but anyways, you know, I haven't checked in in a while. I mean, I've never really checked in on Kings of Leon. I just hear it sometimes um, at, you know, a bar, some drunk guy hits sexes on fire on the jukebox, and a bunch of people that like line dance give out a little shout. Um, so anyways, let's try this album out. Let's give it a look. And, uh, oh, you're okay, Maggie. So we start with this album. I'm taking a look at it. I'm already a little concerned because uh, when you look at Apple Music, the first two or three songs are all asterisked as the most popular. That's usually a sign to me that you're front-loading. And why do people front-load? Why do they put the hits up top? Because they want to sell a whole album, and they know the rest of their album's shit. Especially in this vinyl age, we've been talking about vinyl. If you're hiding your hits on, like, the second half of side A or second half of side B, no one's buying vinyl because no one wants to throw that record on. No one wants to look for where the grooves break, where's song four start, yada, yada. Get that whole setup just so you can listen to one of the two hits on this album. So you're front-loading. Then someone can get the album. They can just play it from the beginning on side A. They can make it through the two songs, and then they can call it quits. They can have the album. They can hang it up somewhere. 
Bing, bang, boom. So that's what I'm thinking going into it. And sure enough, our first song. Um, when you see yourself, you are far away. Um, really, the first two songs. And The Bandit. Um, yeah, I could see if you're a Kings of Leon fan, you could say like, oh, this is Kings of Leon, but a little bit newer. And you'd probably be right. It feels like Kings of Leon went into their their record exec's office and said, we got a great idea for a new album. And the record exec said, don't even worry about it. We've already got it covered. We're going to do a, and then he did air quotes, cool album for you. So they decided to like make an album where if you were into WGRD in the early 2000s, but also now you're in your 40s and you've got a kid and you heard like one beach beach house song and you're like, I think that's cool, but that's pretty progressive for me. They're trying to get you. They want your audience. They want you as their audience. They want, hey, I'm into fucking Puddle of Mud, but also some of the stuff my kid listens to, I'm okay with that sometimes too, but I'm definitely not listening to the whole album. They got you covered. They're mixing in a little bit of, I guess, shoegaze. They're mixing in a little bit of like dream pop here and there, um, but still keeping that sound that everybody loves from the alt-rock WGRD days. Um, yeah, you can hear you can hear some uh, gravelly Northwestern vibes. Um, and you can also hear some kind of half-baked uh, dream pop. Anyways, after those first two songs... It's like going into goddamn quicksand. It's just slow. It feels like shit through the rest of the album. It feels like, you know, they had enough money to pay two people to write two kind of, again, you know, cool and air quote songs, trying to be with the times, trying to find a new audience. And then they just looked at each other and said, shit, what are we going to do now? And uh, thank you, Maggie. And they, you know, decided to do whatever. Maggie is running the speakers here. You're going to make yourself cry if this Kings of Leon comes on too loud. Trust me. It's going to be very sad. Woo! So anyways, we're coming off the rails over here, but moral of the story, first couple songs make sense as a continuation to try and get the youth involved but keep Tom Brat happy. The rest of it is just a absolute nightmare. Um just hard to get through if if you know if you're into chain smoking cigarettes going to like the hockey rink um to hang out with your old high school buddies and play some pickup hockey uh and maybe like drink a couple genesee cream ales yeah i mean sure i get it um maybe cat call some women but if you're not that guy this probably isn't the album for you and uh yeah that concludes the uh, This Is Ass segment for me. Thank you, sir. Then we go over to Andy. What's going on, Fantasy Brewing Company? Um, it's your buddy Andy, Mr. Do You Feel Julius Randy Baby. Uh, so coming in with the uh, round robin topics, I'm going to do a little combination of... Um, the airing a grievance slash slash this shit is ass uh, for this week. Um, so my praise is tonight I get to go watch my 
nephew's freshman basketball team play and they uh they're allowing two fans per kid wearing masks and um kind of trying to social distance in the gym so got to go to a game last weekend um and man i haven't been in a high school sporting event setting in probably 15 20 years and really uh really didn't like a whole lot of what i saw i mean forgot about how angry parents of 14 year olds get about um fouls that don't get called and traveling that doesn't happen and um i mean most of the kids are going through puberty and honestly can't control their limbs and there's traveling basically every two seconds in the entire game so yeah there's just this whole negative aggressive vibe people are screaming at referees who probably are making 50 bucks for the game and they're just doing it to pass the time and kids you know half these kids aren't going to be playing basketball competitively in a year or two and you know they're getting screamed at by their over aggressive dad it's man it's it was wild to watch um but and then the other thing that's frustrating it was a it was a close game which you know mind you you want your best players playing in a close game but half the half the kids on both teams didn't get to play as a result so here you got you know i am i know my nephew his entire life is his basketball team and he was one of the kids that didn't get to play and you know i i understand the idea of of winning mattering at some point but you know i think i might be more on the uh, participation trophy award train right now like none of these kids are good enough they're not going to the nba i i get the idea that you you want to put them in pressure situations to try and enhance their skills but honestly i think they'd all have a better a better time if they all got to play like maybe some of the better players would get pissed that they didn't win but some of the players who wouldn't normally play probably would love it i know when i played one year of jv basketball as the 10th man on the squad i literally didn't give a shit unless i was in the game um and any game that was close that i didn't get to play that was annoying i didn't have fun uh so then you you bounce that up to like the college level and now you got all these schools making tons of money off of kids that aren't getting paid and finally you get some of them making it all the way to the nba and even though winning a title is clearly a a big thing for a lot of them for 90 percent of the league it's just collecting a paycheck as a job so i guess all that to say and you know it's probably a hot take and I, I completely understand uh, the reasoning for why things are set up this way, but um, this week I think winning is ass. That shit is ass. Um, so the next part of the round robin is to compliment uh, something or someone. So halfway through the season, well, actually halfway halfway through the NBA season, a little bit farther than that through our um, fantasy season, I'd like to compliment the boys on my team. Um Guys like Julius Randle leading the charge, pumping in those points, those rebounds, you know, getting double-doubles here and there. Um, I'd like to compliment my man Trey Young, shooting three-pointers from all over the court, just draining the threes, swishing the shots, throwing out a few alley-oop dunks to 
well, honestly, I don't care who. I kind of hope they uh, they evenly distribute the dunks amongst all the players so no one else on the Hawks gets any good fantasy points. But um, C.J. McCollum, you know, I hope that foot is is healing, and I hope you're ready to go in a couple of weeks when crunch time hits. If not, uh, Kamish, I'm still very angry at the fact that you took away Zion. Yes, you took him away from me and gave me an injured player. I'd like to thank you publicly for not pulling a Sean and uh, telling me about how much you fleeced me day after day on the thread. Uh, so thank you. Um, but yeah, um, just to let you guys know, you may not have noticed, but my team is feeling Julius Randy, baby, and they are coming for you. So you better look out. Then we'll go to uh, everyone's favorite podcast host talking about something no one cares about. What's up, motherfuckers? This is your host, Pod Tom here. And I am going to start out by airing a grievance. And I know that, like, none of you actually care about my opinion on this. You all know where I stand. And I could do, like, three hours ranting about the fucking MVP. But I'm not going to. I'm going to do it really quickly. I have in front of me a list of the winners of the NBA MVP since 1970. And if you look back, and if you think about it, and you look back basically from when we can remember in the 80s, it's basically Bird, Magic, and Michael winning it in the second half of the 80s. No problem with that. It's Jordan, Barkley, Olajuwon, Robinson, and then Jordan winning it. No problem with that. The first like real problem in our lifetime was Carl Malone winning in 97. He's obviously not the best player. No one thought he would beat Jordan. That should be Michael Jordan's MVP, hands down. Somehow the fucking vo- narrative voters give it to Malone. Then we have Jordan, Malone, Shaq, Iverson, Duncan, Duncan, Garnett. Not really a problem again until we get to Steve Nash. Steve Nash, two-time NBA MVP. That man should have zero. During that time, he was not the best player in the league. He was, I mean, maybe like a top 10 or 15, certainly an all-star, but definitely not the best. He wasn't better than Kobe, wasn't better than Shaq. I'd say he was like really comparable to Chauncey Billups, as important to the team. His stuff, like you look at his stats, they're not really better than any of the other voters. People just like to give him the award. Two problems right there then we have Dirk Kobe LeBron LeBron cool I'd like to point out that in this time Kobe only has won one and Shaq has only won one MVP and those two guys were probably the two best guys in the league for quite a while or at least top fives and they only each have one MVP LeBron LeBron makes sense then we get to Derrick Rose And I lived in Chicago when Derrick Rose won the MVP, and I think I actually went to a game that season, and he was awesome, no doubt. He was fucking awesome, great to watch, and he was so fun and so explosive that people loved him, but he was nowhere near the best player in the NBA. He also, that team was great. Okay, the team without him was really good, but it's really fun because he was a young guy drafted by Chicago and from Chicago. My friends that I hung out with a lot were super into the Bulls. They loved Derrick Rose. None of them thought he was the MVP. 
And none of them, like, they were so scared about when he had to face LeBron in the heat. And one of the coolest basketball things ever was watching LeBron James just guard Derrick Rose in the fourth quarter and shut him down. So there we have our first flaw. Then you have LeBron, LeBron, makes sense. You have Durant, had a great fucking season, that makes sense. Then we get to basically 2015, which is where it's gone to shit. The last few years it goes Curry, Curry, Westbrook, Harden, Giannis, Giannis. And these votes have just been so bad and so ridiculous that it is making a mockery of the award. You have asshats like Bill Simmons just taught, trying to just drive the narrative away from guys who play the Celtics and towards younger guys. That is just, it's ridiculous. And what I hate about this is that the MVP is usually a makeup for the fuck up the year before. And that is a problem. Um, but really starting in 2017 when Westbrook wins, Okay, that is one given to him because Durant leaves. Then Harden gets it the next year, which definitely should have been LeBron's. That's because people are like, oh, we should have given it to Harden before. Then people are like, oh, let's give it to the young guy, give it to Giannis. He was not the MVP in 2019. That is one that should have gone to somebody like Dame or Kawhi or one of these great players that keeps getting screwed by the fucking voters. And then last year was obviously LeBron. So here we have a, a second two-time MVP that deserves none, and that shit is ass. Which, or I mean, that's my grievance, which brings me to this shit is ass. What is ass is Durant going to the fucking Warriors, okay? That is what's messed this whole thing up. He's like, fucked up the NBA. Fuck you, tradey. Now the compliment. Um, I want to compliment uh, Stax. I think he is a, a very valuable member of this league. And uh, I don't know if he gets enough love. So thanks, bud. I, uh, I appreciate you. Then we'll bring it to uh, our, boy, our boys Chuck and Kyle again. But uh, we're going to go with Chuck and then Kyle. Hey guys, it's me, Chuck. Uh, just uh, submitting my round robin segment to Tom this week, and just uh, listening to a little music. Um, I don't know if this is a new character I'm doing, like a nerd who listens to a little Dirk or or what. Um, I don't really, I don't have a game plan um, at all. Uh, by this time, you know that my brain is uh, scrambled eggs um, after the news that you um, heard earlier uh, on the Good Vibe segment. Um, but it's time for me to move on uh, to the round robin, and uh, I'm here to do that. So, number one, this shit is or ain't ass. A rant or praise something that is or isn't ass. Okay. I gotta say, the recent poll, both ass and not ass, <clears throat> there are four of you who want to kill me, and... I don't know if I should have expected more or if the fact that you would get to marry Sean and Bone Stacks factored into that or if it was more about like killing me. Um, but I just feel I feel um, targeted and uh, anxious uh, now. Like who wants to kill me? At the same time, more people, five of you, 
want to do me. Uh, but I don't know if that's more about the fact that you get to marry Dewey, which would probably ensure some level of like financial stability, um, or imprison Sean, which would just be like fun. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Um, only one of you wanted to marry me, and only and two of you wanted to imprison me. So, you know, six of you total have some dark vibes. Uh, so, look, this is and isn't ass uh, both at the same time. It just depends which uh, which result you're looking at. Um, next up, era grievance. Uh, my grievance, um, is, uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. My, I don't really have a grievance really. I guess losing by like two points to, to John, but look, John had that luck, you know, the other, you know, the other way around and, and what are you going to do? That's just this how this stuff goes i don't really have any grievances right now in fantasy i'm just trying to keep it positive that's all i can do right now look got a baby on the way things are crazy um so i i ain't trying to be with the grievances look send a compliment i gotta compliment john you know on that last matchup I, i still think about it um and he made some really impressive trades i feel like one of the most impressive rookies uh we've ever seen and uh, i just gotta give give praise to my uh my pastor bud and just say uh when you found out that gordon hayward was out you made some quick moves and it was just very impressive uh i feel like the godfather of the sunday trade uh franticness um actually maybe i should say i don't feel like the godfather solo i do feel like i'm sort of co-godfathers we've we've transitioned songs to um the weekend here but um, yeah, I feel like co-godfather with Sean because Sean originated the Texas stunt, which is kind of the original, you know, the last minute thing. And then I just sort of catapulted it into like, you know, the stratosphere. But Sean, Sean really laid the groundwork. So I got to give some props to Sean. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Um, trying to trying to stay happy. Um, and that's it. OK. All right. Bye. Before uh, playing Kyle's, I should let you know that this was the 69th memo he sent. So it said, my memo's 69. I can't believe I didn't put in Russell Westbrook. That shit was ass. I got crushed whitening strips on my teeth right now, so my voice sounds a little strange. But, you know, sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to do it when you're... You're thinking about the men's retreat and you just want to impress people, you know? So that shit was ass. Not putting in Russell Westbrook. God damn it, rookie mistake. Who am I, burden? Ugh. Ugh. I literally have zero grievances. Nothing but positive vibes here, baby. Nothing but positive vibes. Also, compliment Dougie Shoots on our weekend at the cottage. On our men's and women's retreat, we uh, he made us food like all weekend and just spoiled the shit out of us. And God damn it, that stuff tasted great. Thanks, Dougie. You're the fucking man. Won't ever be able to repay you for all the goodness you blessed my life with. Love you, buddy. Then we'll go to uh, the Sage Master, our boy, the... Uh, John Hancock, Thomas Jefferson of the League, JB. Woo! Been redeemed! 
up, boys? JB here. Uh, Tom just sent a reminder text for... Uh, sorry, this worship music is just so loud! So, Ky- Kyrie's been talking a lot about God lately, and uh, I just felt like Sage Masters needed to... Uh, I don't know, just really help with the men's retreat. I just feel like the got the walking stick. We're saging. Dude, we are going to get right with the Lord. Woo! So, to respond, feel that. To feel uh, Tom's request. Ugh. The shit is ass is Tom's last podcast. But you know what? I'm full of grace today, and I forgive him for incorrectly ranking my team and throwing shade at me personally as a human being on this planet um so but it's cool we've all been redeemed and tom tom i think you've been redeemed you're a good guy we love you it's okay um so a compliment let's just say i want to compliment inez Cantor for uh being so awesome and i can't wait till larry nance comes back and I don't know why I'm focusing on those two guys, but it just feels like the spirit is with the Sage Masters. And, God, what a day. Yep. Then to our boy Stax, whose segment is like, was labeled, Stax shit is ass. Fantasy Brewing Company. It's your boy, Stack is Madden and Kumpo. Still, still probably need help with the rebrand here. Um, you know what? You know what I think is ass. Myers Leonard. That shit is ass. That dude sucks at video games. Did you see him die? Oh my gosh. Oh, he's, he's fucking terrible. Call of Duty. Come on, dude. What? You're like thir- almost thirty years old. Oh. No, no, no. What what he said while he was playing his ass. Sorry, I, I, my publicist is not telling me I'm probably going to get a lot in trouble for saying that. But yes, the, the shit is ass. You, you Just don't be racist. It's not that hard. I play video games all the time. 12-year-olds call me all sorts of names. Gotta know better, especially if you're going to be a famous player or just a decent human being. Don't be racist. That shit is ass. Um, a grievance I have? One of the biggest grievances I've had lately? The pandemic, kind of over it. Not not the fact that you know we still need to be safe and wear masks, but it, it sucks that uh, I haven't been able to go out um, Thursday Thursdays, get a picture of Two Hearted, um, you know, get a free picture of Miller Lite or High Life or whatever, and hang out with y'all. That's my, my grievance is that I haven't been able to hang out with No Balls Ass, Fantasy Brewing Co. Um, you know, it sucks. I haven't been able to go on tour. Play Chicago, randomly see Chuck, have a beer, whatever, um, or they haven't had a chance to go out on tour and go out west and meet Adam yet, or, you know, go to Brooklyn, that area, hang out with the commish in New John here, New John City, haven't got to meet him yet, so that's my grievance, that I haven't got to hang out with y'all, and that's a bummer, but hopefully, you know, we keep being safe and uh, we can do that. And my compliment goes to Tom for being so motivated to constantly remind us to send him pod content reminders uh, because he had to text me like 10 times and it is Wednesday, 9.21 a.m. and I am just finishing up my segment. Tom, I am sorry. I admire your dedication to this though and it makes the league a much better place to have a podcast. 
So, love y'all. Take care. Be safe. Fuck Myers Leonard. Out. Yes, I think for uh, reasons that I'm not going to vocalize, you probably... Never mind. Anyway, let's go over to uh, Adam. All right, you ready, Max? All right. We are here with the round robin for the pod. We're going to try and read a book, Yoga Whale, Simple Poses for Little Ones, while we simultaneously do this to keep Max's attention. So, let's get to it. Tom, he said, number one, this shit is or ain't ass. Uh, We're going to keep things positive this week, right, Mo? Um, What isn't is the... All the extra IR positions and the extra, specifically, the extra bench spot. This is one of the closest years in terms of competition. It's been an odd year for many reasons, corona and all that good stuff. But we have the vast majority of the people within a win of each other this year. And I think, honestly, a lot of that has to do with the extra extra bench spot. It just gives you more flexibility. Yeah. And- that's uh, okay. Yeah, you agree, Mo? Um, but yeah, it gives you more flexibility. It gives you the ability to play more guys during the week, keeps things close. Um, schedule advantage isn't as, uh, isn't felt as much. So I think we should keep it moving forward. Positive. There we go. Um, next up, number two, Mo. Do you want to take this one or what? Um, air of grievance. What is bumming you out, Mo, this morning, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there, if I, if there's any grievances to be aired. Um, it's been a solid year. We got. Um, oh, you disagree? That is true. That is true. Um, okay, all things considered, we got branding. We had some group hangs. Solid year. Um, we're gonna keep it positive. I don't really have any. Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Max has disagrees with me, but uh, that's that. Uh, send a compliment. Mo, what would we like to compliment people on? Mm-hmm. I would like to compliment, well, we can compliment people on their trading. It's been a good year, huh? Yeah. Good year for trades. All right. I think we have hit that, we have hit the, uh, the max on, uh, Max's attention span. So, yeah, great job, everybody. Keep it up. Peace. Thank you, sir. Um, And then we go over to the last round, Robiner, the commish. I'm talking to warriors. Well, you might not know you're a warrior. 
You might not even know you're in the middle of a war, but you are. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. We don't fight against men, Mm-mm. but we fight against spiritual powers. We fight against beefy I'm spiritual not men. About the devil behind every bush. I'm talking about devils in the bush. Tries to conform me to the image of the world. Now, here's what Dad says. Daddy. I love you, and I'm sorry you're in pain, son, but I'm here, and I'll die with you. Now you get out there and get back to the game. That's what a warrior does. That's what a dad does, and I give that to you this year. That's right. My warrior men dying together every week. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Thank you, Tom, for the invitation to give an invocation for the podcast. These questions inspire me, and they start with this is ass. I've had a whole week with that just rumbling around my brain. This shit is ass. I'm walking down the streets of Bronxville going, this shit is ass. So what do I think is ass? Honestly, nothing really came to mind. I'm having a pretty great time. The sun's shining. All my men have been rubbing up against each other. The friction is palpable. That's exactly where we want to be. So I would say right now, all this tension you're talking about, Tommy, is an ass. It's where we want to be. But if you want me to air a grievance... About the league. Can't really do that either. You guys are doing a pretty good job. Pretty good job. Are you a bunch of snitches and rats? Uh, Yes, absolutely. But that's not new. That's not new. We got a whole bunch of Antifa to fund the policers who are undercover cops in this league. That's not new information. Bad boy, bad boys. What you gonna do? But I do have a compliment I actually have multiple compliments. First of all, JB, what you did with this constitution, may it not be forgotten as we guzzled our 40s of Budweiser, Miller High Life, and Cult 45. That was an absolute classic and an MVP move. Additionally, Andy, I want to give a compliment to you, my warrior man. When you have been texting the thread lately, you've been cracking me up, man. Your texts have been very, very funny this year. And you are in my MVP running. I just want you to know that. Now, man, as we come out on the other side of this all-star break, there is more consternation and pain to come. Next week is the second to last matchup, which means that's our trade deadline week. Following that, we are going to wrap up our postseason or our, our regular season and begin a playoff run that is right around the corner. Tensions are going to be high, and it's about to be a situation where the trade release valve rescue hatch will go away and it will come down to your laurels to your savvy to your ability to analyze and to project and this is when feelings get hurt when men cry and die in battle 
So cinch up your britches, crack three bangs, pour them all into a blender. In the blender, add half of a piece of Adam's fudge, blend it up, chug it, and let's get dirty with men. Peace. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, Love you guys. Thanks for sharing your thoughts, things that either are or ain't ass, uh, compliments, grievances, and whatever the fuck else you want. See you next week. Oh, and also, we have games. Yes, games! NBA is no balls association. NBA, yeah, we got the power ranking. NBA, it's GR Fantasy B-Ball. NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw. NBA, it's no balls association. NBA, yeah, we got the power ranking. NBA, it's GR Fantasy B-Ball. NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw.